Hello everyone, this is Ashish. Welcome back to Momentum Podcast. It's that time of the week where we start another week with full-on momentum. I'm having a lot of topics sent by you and it's going to be discussed by yours sincerely. Topics that you want me to discuss by the end of this podcast, I want to again dive into my past experiences. We started talking about Bhabha Atomic Research Center, how the day started. I want to get a step further. And I really want to talk about uh, the housing and all. And what was my first impression? I think it's interesting. So you might want to stick around. And you know how Momentum Podcast goes, my friends. We we have an unscripted podcast. We keep on talking about the things that we want to talk about. And the comment section always helps. So if you have some suggestions, some topic you want me to discuss, put it down in the comment section. As usual, I have some questions which I would like to discuss over here that I drag from the comment section itself or Instagram is a good place. Shoot a DM or every now and then there's a story where you can put your opinions. Now, coming to this question by Akansha Nathaniel. Does that name exist or is it a made up name? A she, an Anglo-Indian. All of them are possible. I'm just going to accept that it is a real name. Now, let's get into it. If I study at night then obviously i need some sleep all right first of all some context this comment was in a video that i made which was on how to study if you are having a disturbing family you're living with your family a lot of noise you know disturbances and crowded when to study where to study i talked about how you should mainly study in odd hours either late night or early morning those are your options And then she comments that if I study at night, then obviously I need some sleep in morning. Otherwise, I usually get headache if I don't sleep. Now, I never had that problem, but I know a bunch of people have this problem of getting headache if they do not get adequate sleep. Makes a lot of sense. But my family members are so damn loud. Plus, they turn on TV on high volume, which hamper my sleep in the morning. Hmm. It's like I have no proper time for anything i'm so upset and done and done with what (laughs) okay uh all right now i can understand it hurts when your own people don't understand you Hmm. i know it hurts but also they won't understand you so it's bound to hurt and and then you get over that pain and then you understand now the closest people to you not necessarily it's not necessary that they are going to be the most understanding and empathetic so the last few lines i'm having serious anger issues now because of all of this and that i can relate to as well the days where i've not had good sleep last night i'm angrier than usual and i know that a lot of you guys can relate to it now obviously studying in odd hours and sleeping in a time where it is crowded and noisy is not ideal you need a sound sleep I understand. A sound sleep is going to help you be more productive. We all know that. But let me tell you something that maybe you have forgotten. That sound sleep itself is expensive. And we have to work our way to it. How many of you guys have been living with a roommate or at some point have lived with a roommate? Right? You know that. Sound sleep is a luxury. We all don't have that. And also, like, growing up, you have lived with your family. A lot of us in India had those family uh, cramped up in a small house. 
you shared your room with your sister or your brother or bunch of siblings right so you know how privacy <laughs> is not that affordable to us right so sorry for that long pause now your video did not die out and your net connection is doing fine so to to just take for granted that i should get privacy and sound sleep and quiet time for 8 hours is kind of asking a lot i'm you deserve it i'm sure but it does not come that easy and until i got into isro i always was sharing if not the room but at least my flat with someone else so it was never that cozy time to sleep and also like at least in a lot of places where it is super hot and you do not have the access to air condition or sometimes not even that good of a fan or a cooler well your sleep is not going to be sound even though it is super quiet right what i'm trying to say is that rich people get <laughs> quiet time while they're sleeping in a room with amazingly optimum temperature and they wake up only with an alarm clock so what i'm saying is that i know it is unfortunate but you'll have to just accept that it does not come that easy and then coming back to this point well that's what i had accepted that i'm not going to get the best amount of sleep or the best um, continuous sleep when i'll be studying in a place where i do not get much silent time so i have a choice either i sleep when everyone else is sleeping and get a quiet sleep or i study when everyone else is studying and i get like a library kind of situation right or you can give up on studying and your situation remains just as shitty as as it is right now forever so you have to make that choice now i can completely relate and a lot of family do not understand it's only one of those nuclear families like a father and a mother and you that's it those are the ones who will like even turn off the television when you are studying and some parents are just too serious about their kids studying and those are the ones that will be compromising um other than your parents uh, even if you're having like a joint family a larger chain of siblings nobody is going to give a shit nobody cares about you enough to stay quiet when you're studying why would they if you get a job tomorrow are you going to pay them back <laughs> your siblings no of course so they don't care so the only people who might care are your parents and if your house is having anyone other than your parents then you should just accept well uh i i use this nowadays they're like no noise canceling headphones right so if you are able to afford that well a lot of your problems are solved uh, but while sleeping you can't be listening to music continuously right at least that's not ideal so if you if you search on amazon okay i do not remember the keyword right now but i'm going to google along with the podcast it's called factory um headset noise so even if you see the gun range right there will be a headset that they will be wearing right it is basically ear muffling or something what is it called so i'm having it right in front of me and i'm going to record right now what i'm getting is what is available in the us but i used this back when i was in india and it worked fine for me helped me to sleep another problem you know what i was facing 
at night, one o'clock or two o'clock at night, the dogs will go crazy. And uh, to you rich people, I'm not talking about dogs of your neighbors. I'm talking about dogs on the street, okay? And they will bark in chorus and keep on barking for fucking hours, man. And thumbs up if you can relate to me, right? So I used to use this, I think it is called ear muffling. So I'm going to give you the perfect term right here. Noise reduction ear muffs. Yeah. So this is by 3M. I do not know what's the exact price. Uh, let me open Amazon.in. Mm, okay. What? I cannot access? Yeah, I can access. Thank God. Okay. Earmuffs. So what this is, is basically you are not going to be, you're not going to be hearing much from the outside. All right. It will help you to reduce the freaking noise, man. It's as simple as that. Oh, my God. So hold on. I'm just trying to find it. 3M earmuffs headset pretty sure 3m does not oh i got it so you can see it on the screen for those who are following the video version oh my god it's too costly i had the exact same one this one the one left in stock <laughs> who's going to jump and get it so it is 3m 1426 costing rupees 800 currently don't you buy these like 6000 rupees i had the exact same one i still remember it was during the barc training school so see obviously you can study with music but some people do not prefer that right and obviously when you're trying to go to sleep at least i did not prefer listening to music while going to sleep so i used this like i used to wear this while sleeping and that was mainly because on the weekends the boys are going crazy you know that right and even if it on weekdays like the dogs are going crazy so so i need sleep and i used to sleep only six hours those days so better not mess with my sleep man and uh, i every now and then now use these airports by apple but that's too costly for students so you might not be having that and noise cancelling is pretty readily available these days. But worst case scenario, you get the 700 rupees thing. Or if you're smart, you can get even cheaper one, I'm sure. And if you did, let me know down in the comment section. Put the link. You can see, uh, I thought of trying this one as well. This is kind of like an earplug. But I ended up buying this one and worked fine for me. All right. So these are just few things that I can tell you or suggest you you know talk has been there so you can use this or the other trick that i tell the students all the time is what we call white noise so white noise is going to be a muted voice noise like voice of the wind no, sorry noise of the wind or sound of the waves or sound of an airport which is like steady all right it does not change much your brain automatically ignores whatever is constant right for example if you pay attention go quiet right now and you pay attention towards something that you have always been hearing for the past 20 minutes for which this podcast is going or 10 minutes but you never paid attention towards that blank noise right the only place where there's no noise is space because there's no medium over there so as long as there's a medium there's always some noise so noise of the tube light noise of fan noise of the wind which you constantly ignore because that's constant 
And in a similar manner, you can use a white noise, which is loud enough, but still constant, and your brain will ignore, it does not mean anything. And meanwhile, it blocks out all the noises outside. So that can be helpful for you to study. But to sleep, I would suggest these AMFs. Yeah, AMFs. Yeah, let me know if that is helpful. And apart from that, I want to pay a uh, pay little bit spend a little bit time discussing this one i'm upset that the people closest to me don't understand me right well you should not expect expectation leads to you getting hurt and i don't want my podcast listeners to be hurt it's it's a sad truth all right just because they are blood relative does not mean that they are bound by blood or something right they're blood brothers no so you should not expect much because it is what it is, right? And what I always think about is that I'm in this world to find loopholes and wave around the hurdles, right? I still remember, I always remind myself that quote from Bruce Lee, like, water takes the shape of the cup, it takes the shape of a teapot. You, you get the point, right? It takes the shape. It bends, like if, if a river is flowing, if there's a rock, it will bend around it. It does not try to break the rock. But it is it is going to ultimately go where it was supposed to go, where it wanted to go, right? So we just bend and adjust according to the world and don't complain about the world because it's not changing. So stop expecting. Do what you have to do. Always find a way out. There's always a way out no matter how bad it seems there's always a way out there's always a solution there's always a loophole you have to look hard enough and that you do not do when you start complaining so stop complaining the world is the way it is and you can always find a solution so get to it all right good i think this was a healthy discussion let me see if i wanted to discuss something but missed out because i did give her a a detailed comment reply as well and by the way i do that so if you're having a question don't you share shy away from putting that in the comment section i can understand sound sleep is expensive itself most of the time we need to work our way to it yeah you need to work your way to it you want to work hard and get rich enough to get your own freaking apartment and have sleep whenever you want and have a comfortable one even then the neighbors will be disturbing you but it's better than your flatmate or roommate or your siblings disturbing you one should never expect the closest people to automatically understand and support you i will try to discuss this in the topic and that's what i'm doing right now your boy always always make sure that he fulfills the promise okay so next let's see what else we can discuss over here let's see there was definitely a topic that i wanted to discuss and i'm going to get to it okay this has nothing to do with any gyan that i'm going to give you but i wanted to discuss this topic because i don't think people pay much attention towards it so right now if i say space science and engineering and space technology and rocket science what name comes to you well to some it might be isro but to most NASA is the word that you have heard all around, right? I'm pretty sure a lot of Indians heard about NASA before they heard about ISRO. Pretty sure, right? Okay. NASA is the epitome of science, technology, space engineering, right? But how did it start, right? Now, everybody hates Nazis. That's one thing that everybody agrees with, right? Nobody 
even has that mustache that Hitler once had because that's how much people hate Nazis, right? They are super racist, of course. Why wouldn't you hate them? But there was one Nazi that you want to pay attention towards, and that was von Braun. He was the head of a V2 project, which was Hitler's ambitious project to create intercontinental ballistic missile, but it started with long-range ballistic missile. So before this, the world had only known rockets, and rockets had solid propellants, and you can burn it, light it on fire, and it will have a trajectory, and with that, that's it. It is going to fall based on its starting momentum. But what Braun, Von Braun wanted to do, and he got his project early, I think uh, post-1936 or so, his talents were already being discovered and he got handed over the project to create uh, long-distance ballistic missiles. And while, how these ballistic missiles are different from your normal rockets is that it will be having navigation and guidance and it will be working on liquid propellants. It will be having two different propellant. One will be the oxidizer, one will be the fuel. And a lot of times this is hypergolic. That means that the moment they touch, they go through combustion and that creates energy and that creates propulsion. And a lot of times they combine and it does not burn instantly. That is, it is not hypergolic. And in that case, you will need to provide a spark and then it burns. The cryogenic engines today work in that fashion. That means you need to have a kind of what you call spark plug in an internal combustion engine of your automobiles. But a lot of earth storable liquid engines are hypergolic. But that's not the point. The point is that it is not using solid propulsion or solid propellants. The thing about solid propulsion is that once you light it on fire, it's a bunch of chemical, right? So once you light it on fire, you cannot stop it. It's going to be burning till all the fuel is gone. But liquid, you can throttle it, right? That happens in your cars as well. Like you throttle, when you press the pedal, you're putting more fuels into the engine, there's more combustion, there's more power generated. So liquid engines are a lot more com controllable. And another good thing about liquid engine is that you do not have to worry it exploding while you're trying to transport it. So I, I'm pretty sure you have never seen it, but when they try to transport a solid stage, they're going to go super slow. A single spark can burn it all. And like I said, once it starts burning, it's not going to stop until it's all done. So the good thing about liquid engines is that you can transport it in full speed because it does not have a fuel because liquid fuels can be filled up later as well. So these were some of the advantages of these ballistic missiles. Nobody talked about space exploration at that time. And the leader of this project or the head or the director of this project was Von Braun. So not to mention that he was a Nazi. He created first V1 rockets and then finally what you might know of is the V2 rocket. V stands for Wagentunschaf, which in German means vengeance. Now, Hitler wanted to get revenge and his idea of these ballistic missiles was that I'm going to win this war in the final moment. A lot of these V2 rockets actually fell on London. Kill few people, but the point is that uh, these rockets were not that effective. Basically, 
you want it to fall in a position a but it falls somewhere else so if if you cannot control it that well well there's not much point a lot of time they exploded on the launch pad itself so destroyed the facility itself killed their people <laughs> more than they killed the enemies uh, i don't remember the numbers properly it was bad it was like you need one rocket to kill one <laughs> enemy person or one civilian so it was bad it was not that effective but that my friends was the birth of everything that you know about rocket science and space propulsion that's where it all started and we hate to admit it it was started by a nazi and that's the truth nobody can deny that I right, actually I am recording in the evening the sun is setting the light is changing a lot and uh it will be a tough time color grading but it's fine I can work hard so coming back to the point so this everything that military warfare knew about rocket and missiles was about to change because these new rockets had what we call navigation and guidance that means that it can change its trajectory while it is flying in the easiest term you can understand that there's a computer on the missile and it can locate its position and it's if it is deviating from its position it can change the angle at which you are propelling to correct its location and follow a pre-designed trajectory needless to say a lot of times these v2 rockets did not good do an ample good amount of job and so it fell somewhere else but the idea was born at that time that is the reason why you can plan a trajectory right now on how to go to moon and you will reach moon because you are correcting your trajectory as you're flying otherwise you're just tossing a stone it will fall wherever the newtonian laws says that will fall right so the idea was very creative and was revolutionary and it all started with the nazis now if you do not know this but i'm sure you know that america was the first to land on moon with the apollo missions and you have all heard neil armstrong saying that one tiny step of man you get the point right <laughs> one giant leap for mankind but von braun was the director of the entire apollo mission so in 1945 when nazi was dis- disintegrating and germany was losing everything von braun knew that it is better to surrender to americans than to the russians because russians were lo- ruthless so he made the move and ran towards the west and surrendered to america and america knew the worth of this man and definitely gave him a job and started a space organization needless to say a lot of the engineering that was developed over there was used in military warfare as well nobody knew when the third world war would begin right the war was a constant and this is how it goes like from the east russians started invading germany and from the west america and allied forces started invading germany and they met kind of in the middle but mostly russians were in berlin right so this is how it goes russian took half of the nazi scientists and americans took half of the nazi scientists it's as simple as that and with with the germans that russians took they started roscosmos and with the germans 
that Americans took, NASA was started by Americans. And it was a funny, funny thing that was going on at that time that, you know, initially the space wars, Russian was winning. Russia was the first to spend, uh, send a satellite, send a satellite to the orbit that was Sputnik. It was the first to send a man, Yuri Gagarin, to the space in an orbit. And America was not able to do anything. And that's when, like, you'll see John F. Kennedy saying that we'll go to the moon. And John F. Kennedy did not live to see that day, but Americans did reach the moon first. And there's a whole conspiracy. And if you need to know, I'm for that humans have reached moon. It is completely possible. It is logical. It makes sense. I'm not going to get into detail. But the point is that till that time when Americans were losing the space space race, they used to have this funny saying. It's simple. Their Germans is better than our Germans. The point over here is that both the countries had their space organization and obviously in the shadows, their military missile warfare based on Nazi technology. And people don't talk about this. But also, I personally think there's nothing wrong in that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you take the smart brains? So I think... Uh, I think the best role that you can play in a country which is in a full-blown hot war is be a scientist because nobody wants to kill scientists. Nobody wants to send scientists to the war either, right? Like, uh, you would conscript people who are healthy and muscular and dumb, right? Why would you, why would you send, like, uh, genius people who is, like, on a brink of creating the next weapon of mass destruction? You'll keep him safe, and let him like create something that will help you win the war. And even if that country loses the war, the invading one is like, why would you kill this brain? We'll keep him, hire him, right? Give him a visa or something, right? Or give her a visa, gender equality. So that's a funny thing that I wanted to discuss, that the whole space era and a space exploration, it all began with the Nazis. And we need to talk about this. And you need to like look at this with objective eyes. Like, why were they so ahead when it comes to technology, right? Like, even if you look at the Panzerkampfwagen and the tanks, the guns of the Germans, they were all always ahead. Even the submarines, the U-boats were far better than what the Americans and the Britishers had. They were always one step ahead of everyone else when it comes to the engineering, right? And uh, there was a saying that one, one Panzer tank is as good as five American Sherman tanks, but American always had six. So they just won the war based on sheer numbers. I also paid attention towards the D-Day invasion, the Normandy Beach. Uh, if you do not know, it happened on 4th of June, 6th of June, all right? 4th of June is the birthday of person who I know that is why, okay, 6th of June. So in the, uh, if you analyze it from the German point of view, you'll find out that there were more soldiers on the beach needed to be killed than the Germans had bullets. So they were definitely going to lose that invasion no matter what. 
Now the numbers might not be as accurate, but if you do the research, well, that's what you're going to find out that it was sheer number. Like look at the number of countries that were against Germany. So you had like France, you had Canada, you had America, you had United Kingdoms, you had entire Russia. And what did we, the Germans had? Germans had like Italy who always lost and Germany had to go and protect it and fucking like free Mussolini and all. There was a revolution that was going on in Italy itself and the fascists were losing in Italy. And Japan, yeah, Japan stayed till the end, but it was too far away, man. <laughs> the war was in Europe. There was no, there were no Japanese fighting in Europe, right? But there were Americans fighting in Europe, right? And there were Indians fighting in Europe. Uh, British, Br- British brought like a lot of Indian troops in Europe. So the engineering was great, but that's what I'm trying to analyze. Like what made Germans so good? And engineering, even the planes, the Stukas, they're always like cutting edge technology. And if you look a little bit back, like Germans started preparing for the next war for as early as I think the 1920s, that they were ready. That was their focus, that they were silently building their military strength again, trying to trying to build better tanks. If you do not know. Uh, Britain was the first to bring tanks into a battle zone in World War One. I. I can put the picture over here. It looks a little bit weird, but that's the first tank. But Germans worked on it. Okay, this is something revolutionary, so we need to work on it. And they came up with the best tanks of World War Two. So I think if you pay attention on nothing other than creating like warfare technology, then obviously you are going to be better at it right that's that's one reason second they they did not have much to do right they did not have much options so they invested all of its energy towards doing that and also like the countries which have won the war they they are busy enjoying right america they're having good time france having good time germany having a shitty time so they're going to invest all their energy towards creating uh, better engineering products, which also brings me to the point that the worst situations are the ones that will create the best inventions, right? What was that? Adversity is the father of invention, right? So these are all the factors that you might want to consider. The history is deep, and I'm sure that I'm not even scratching the surface. I need to get a historian over here on this podcast. But the point started with all is that uh, it all started not only with Nazis, that it started with a war, right? War started the best technologies that we are living off of today. And also, like, if you look at the internet... I think internet to a huge extent is the birth of Cold War. Like you want to have surveillance on other countries. Like initially, uh, America and Russia were not throwing satellites in the space to monitor crop fields. Like, right? <laughs> they were throwing it to monitor the nuclear activities of other country. What is the development? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have to end the podcast over here. Although it might interest you that the further version will be explicit. No, not explicit. What do you call it? Explosive. (laughs) 
and will be available on my website ashishranjan.com available to all the members now if you're not a member don't be butthurt it's not the end of the world someday or the other you will be and uh, if you are you can just uh, follow the link down in the description box and check out rest a lot of my podcast might be sometimes too personal oh my god i just realized that i made a mess over here as sometimes <laughs> see one of those things which are too personal sometimes it might be too personal sometimes i might talk about things which is controversial and uh, there are a few things that are just not appropriate to be talked on youtube because of demonetization so those are the stuff which is on my website and it's a good community and you get a lot of stuff like freaking out of speaking live sessions and all which you'll just get it you'll you'll get it if you go to the website all the stuff that you get but we are going to end the podcast over here and i'll see all of you in the next one till then bye